exactly what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of them we don't quite remember. Yeah, it was ways at my age. <laughs> quite at my age. Um, but yeah, obviously, just enjoy it, mate. Just answer, obviously, just answer the experiences that you've had. You know, that's all we're looking for. All right. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, this is episode two. We're running through these very quickly, nice and quick. Uh, now, today we have Jack here with us. Um, extraordinaire in terms of running, super quick, lots of PBs. Um, but let's waste no time. Jack, introduce yourself. Who are you? What is your favourite distance? Um, talk to us. So I've been, obviously I'm Jack, I've been running for, I think I started around 16, probably got into it about two years ago, so I'm 23 now, probably got into it when I was 21. I think I did my first marathon when I was 20, didn't really train properly, I had a full system training programme, I think I did the first two weeks proper, Yeah. and then I was like nah, I'm too tired. I had like a couple of weeks, so I just did like one or two runs, and then obviously on the marathon I paid for it. Um, Last year I did the Berlin Marathon, set my PB of 3.11, absolutely loved that. Um, Paris Marathon this April, um, I'd say it's hard, my favourite distance is marathon, yeah. I love, because I love the training, um, once you've done a marathon it's more of a big event, You every time I've done a marathon it's more of a weekend thing, so Berlin we went away, we had a lovely weekend, had a lovely meal after. When you do a 10k or a half marathon, you sort of do it and then you go home mm. and sort of done. But Very I quick, do like, it? yeah, I do, I like, so I've done a, a 10k last weekend, the weekend before that I did a half marathon and I do, I love the speed, I love the buzz of it all. It's, I f- find it gives, it's more, it's more exciting running quick, not so much getting it done quick, but you're there, you're done, bam, you're home and you can achieve the PBs more regularly, whereas if you do a marathon, you do a marathon, then you may wait a couple of months and do another marathon, whereas if you do a half marathon, you can do it three weeks later to do another one, or 10K, mm. two weeks later to do a 10K again. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I've been thinking about this recently, um, I was thinking maybe I need to find out my running niche, whether I need to stick to one distance, but I want to step up to ultra marathon running, but I love getting my 5K times down, so, I go way up, yeah. I'm not I haven't decided what my favourite is, but mate, that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm saying it's good to have that variety. You know, I think it's pretty good to have that variety. Um, I mean, at all distances right now, you are absolutely killing it. Thank Let's you. talk a little bit more about those PBs that you're hitting at the moment. Yeah. Now we've got a PB in a half marathon, and you've got a PB in in park run in in a space of I want to say four weeks. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so. The it was it was New Year's Day. I I went and did the Lillehampton Park Run, and it was perfect. There was no wind, and I got there and I was feeling I wasn't feeling hundred percent because it was New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drinking and I had a few proseccos, and I don't like proseccos, so it was all still in the stomach. Um, you must have been drunk, mate. To yeah, take that. <laughs> I know. And um, I turned up and I thought I would just give it a go. That's it. That's the thing I like about five k's. If you if you go into a marathon and you're not feeling 100%, you could pay for it. If you do a 5K, for, in my case, it's gonna be done, it's gonna be done within 20 minutes, mm-hmm. like max, you're just gonna get done. And if you're struggling, you know you've got five, 10 minutes left or whatever. Anyway, so I set off, um, I, as I said before, there was just, there was this like, 15 year old just absolutely blitzed it and was miles ahead. I think I finished like seven, uh, finished in second place in like 1741 or something. So that, that was my 5K PB and then 
I think I've been like fluctuating around the 18 minutes, but I've been doing the twisty bob the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was, I uh, start off, no, end of, end of January, went to the Farnborough half marathon. I wanted a 122 there. I wasn't 100% sure, one hour 22, wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do. I was going to say stick at 6.20 pace. Mm -hmm. That didn't work because I came through four miles in like 5.58, I think it was. Okay, yeah. So I was like, okay, Jack, you're massively quick here. Let's just stick with it. Let's roll with it. There was hills. Let's just take the hills and see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, in the end, I came through one hour 19.08 or 09. I think it was 08. I'll say 08. It sounds better. Um, Make it sound a little yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> so I was very happy with that, and then I had the try ten k Sunday just gone, and I thought my legs are probably still going to be a bit heavy. Yeah. But I got there, and my my legs they felt fine. They maybe weren't one hundred percent, but they felt fine, and they got me through fine. My last mile, the last four miles, five thirty four, which I think is like my second fastest mile I've ever ran, mm -hmm. and I finished in thirty five. 58 there and I, and I wanted I think I can't remember what time it was I wanted there I think I wanted a PB and my mm -hmm. last PB was 38.08 I wanted to try and get around like 37.20 because I thought that's what I was capable of but then like they just kept rolling off and it, and it, it just happened I think my pace my average pace on the 10k is the same pace or close enough to my 5k pace so maybe I need to go back and do another 5k soon and try and knock that down try and knock that down slightly yeah we'll see Oh, good man I mean that's incredible I mean in, in, in a space of four months you've hit two PBs at different um, distances as well mm. you know half marathon and then again at 5k um, is incredible really is, it is incredible what, what yeah. you're doing and obviously your, your training is working you know your training and what you're doing is definitely working yeah Term, in terms of, of training what are you doing at the moment I mean let's Let's break down, obviously, what you're doing in terms of your speed work and what you're doing in terms of your long, your long, yeah. your long work okay. as well. So I go sort of like day by day. So um, Monday, normally an easy day. Um, on the, on, I've got a marathon schedule that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. uh, Monday, it just says six miles easy. If I feel like I want to do more, so I want to, because I'm trying to do more than the schedule, I just want to get my miles up. So yeah. I might do like an easy hour, which we think is like seven odd miles to do. Um, if I don't feel up for it, I'll go and just run four miles with the dog or something, mm -hmm. just like clear my head. Um, like I said, if I've had a race at the weekend, Tuesday um, is a club night, so sometimes if I get to club early, I'll do four miles beforehand or just sit in my car. Just again, depending how I feel, that's, that's what I've been doing. So a lot of my training this year has been like how I feel. So yeah. um, at club we've been doing like one mile sprints with recovery and then flyovers, so running up and over the flyover. Yeah. Um, just get a bit of hill work in there. Wednesdays are longer runs, like our midweek long runs. So yesterday was 10 miles. I did 20 throughout the day yesterday because just because I can't get my long run in this weekend. So again, I've just like, shuff like shuffled my weekend around. Mm -hmm. Thursday is another speed session, so but like a tempo or progression run. Yep. That one's a bit more chilled. Um, Friday, I sometimes rest. I either rest Monday or Friday, depending on like how the week's going. If my legs are still feeling really sore after the weekend, I rest on the Monday. Um, so yeah, Friday, again, is like another easy five mile. Um, hopefully when it gets nice weather, I'll go across the harbour because that I, I like running along the harbour. It's a lot nicer running on the roads. Mm -hmm. It motivates me. Um, 
So yeah, that's just another easy day. Park run on the Saturday. Sometimes I just do park run, sometimes I run there and back, which is 11 miles, or sometimes I'll park up, run there and back, and I think that's like seven miles. And then Sunday, there's like 18 of us that go out and do anything between sort of 12 to, I think, I think this week, I'm not there this weekend, but I think this weekend they're doing 18 miles all off-road, so nice. up on hills. And that one, it's quite nice because the long run gets done because there's 18 of you. I'll chat to someone, move back, chat to someone else, and it's in the mud. People will fall over, and it, it that that's when my legs really sting, even mm-hmm. though for me it's not a fast pace. We're, say, like, do nine-minute mile in average pace or 8.50 average pace around there. Um, for me, that, that that's not quick, but you're running through mud, which is making you slip. Um, yeah. I'm one for always running through freezing puddles, so we went a couple of weeks ago, there was ice, I ran through it, I had cold water all up me, and just wake the legs up, but yeah, that, that's, the one that, that's the one that hurts me the most, and then another thing I've added to this training block is I'll do the long run Sunday, and then Sunday evening I'll go out and run, say, 45 minutes easy, so sort of like, maybe maybe up to five miles by myself on the Sunday. So Sunday I'm running, Sunday I'm running twice. And yeah, so, I, but I move it around. So today, today I ran quick here and then I'll do six in the evening. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of miles, isn't it? That you're building yeah. up um, in terms of obviously um, your mileage. It's very, very high. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you say there's quite a lot of speed work that you do in there, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I found a lot of people um, let's go back to obviously the people that are maybe beginning to run or they want to run their first 10k and stuff like that. A lot of people do miss out those speed runs and, and yeah. you know that, that speed element of your of your training. Now, how valuable would you say it is and you know what what do you think would be most valuable for those people? So I would say I've got an example as well. So yeah, um, perfect you I would find I would find when I run fast, I find um, if I'm just like plodding along, I like move my shoulders a bit. If I'm running quick, I'm like chest up. Yeah. I've got my form, so you're obviously practicing your form and you're also practicing your legs to run at that fast pace. Now you could just if you're if you're beginning to like beginning speed work, you don't have to do like ninety second sprints. It doesn't have to be timed. You could just be like, oh, I'm gonna sprint to that that lamp post, jog to that lamp post, sprint to that lamp post. I think that's how I first started off. But my partner, she did her first 10k last year yeah this and a 10 mile last year this year i've persuaded her to do the brighton half marathon and um she does a lot of runs by herself just the way her work is sometimes she can't make it to the running club yeah, yeah. um and i've got her doing a bit of speed work just to try it out so i think we did we did like i can't remember if it was eight by one minutes or something and she really enjoyed it mm-hmm. because she's been running around sort of like 10 11 minute mile in and she was looking at her splits up. She was like, wow, I did a minute at eight minute mile in. And then her last one, she was like, I did seven first minute mile in. And then the, what made me like laugh was she went and did a progression run. So I was like, okay, first mile, 11.30, then 11, then 10.30, then 10. So it was like a little bit of a game for her. Yeah, yeah. And she rung me up after and she was like in such a buzz. You could tell she had a smile on her face. She was like, she was like, that just flew by. She, she was like, I've just ran four miles and it felt like I ran a mile mm. because rather than it being a four mile run, it was like one mile, one mile, one mile. So it's all splitting it up. And um, 
she's, she can already, she's already said that she feels like it's helping her. She hasn't done a race yet. She's got a race this Sunday, a 10K. It's going to be a bit windy, so we don't know if she will get a PB. Yeah. But she said even at Parkrun, she's finding it. It's already helped quite a bit anyway, just having that bit of speed. And it just changes it up. If you're getting into running, t you tend to, like, all your runs just tend to be, like, like easy runs, easy runs, easy runs, or or like just a run. Yeah, and like that's fine if you enjoy it. If you're running with people, chatting and enjoy it. But if you do want to like get your pace down and you're struggling a bit for motivation, just change it up a bit. Even if you're you go and do five miles by yourself, you could just like most people are on Strava now. Mm -hmm. You can well, pretty much everyone is yeah, on Strava. Right? You, really. you can pick a Strava segment out and be like, okay, I'm going to sprint this Strava segment, which starts at the pier and ends at Butlins. I'm going to sprint that and then next week do the same route and do it again and you can see if you can improve and so mm. it's just like adding that little bit of game to running I always say running you don't want it to be a chore you want it to be enjoyable if you're not enjoying it you're not going to you're not going to keep at it so thankfully this year I am enjoying it um, in past years I've not found it a chore but I've like when I was at school when I started work I'd come home and be like oh I've got to run whereas mm. now I'm at work and I'm like get me home because I want to run so it's it, changing that mindset and enjoying it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's brilliant. You know, you've hit that on the head. I think it is about that enjoyment factor, isn't it? You know, as soon as you start adding in those speed elements to it, yeah. it changes it up, changes it up totally. And and a lot of people that I've spoken to, and you, you put it perfectly, is they just go out for, for a, a run. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily progressive. It's not necessarily fun. You know, and you said that your other half was doing that progression where she was running at different you know paces yeah. throughout the the four miles, makes it interesting, doesn't it? You know yeah. that's the main thing. If not anything, if you feel like you can't sprint or do whatever, you know, do exactly what you said. You know, yeah. make sure you do it in small segments. Increase slowly over the uh, over the the, the weeks. Mm. Um, and it's all at your own pace. If like if I do a progression run, I may want to knock it up by thirty seconds a mile. You could just knock it up ten seconds a mile and just have a slight change, or you could do. You could just do one mile easy, then you could do one mile at whatever your quick pace is, then mm. one mile easy, so then you know you haven't got to increase every time, you've just got one mile to do, and then you've got a mile where you're essentially like resting, going mm. easy, and then you can go again quick if you want, or if you don't, if you don't feel like you don't, but you don't want to, like, you don't want to push yourself too much and not enjoy the speed work, you just got to do, do what thing, you can, yeah. like where you can, it's like that happy medium, so I went out with my girlfriend for her first speed session and she enjoyed it and I mean you can set it up on your watch to bleep it you when to go you can literally do whatever you want it's just like that changing of pace just sort of keeping your head ticking over I sometimes find if I'm just running I'm constantly looking at my watch mm. whereas if I'm doing something I'm not looking at my watch and it just ticks by exactly it's, it's, it's about making it interesting for mm. you isn't it you know yeah. it's definitely about making it interesting for you now obviously most people uh, obviously Lots of people maybe want to do marathons in the future and stuff, mm. but obviously the over the next few months it's mainly uh, say five k, ten k. What people normally get into, you yeah. know, that's like if you want to say grassroots, that'd be kind of a grassroots mm. thing, wouldn't it? The five k and ten k. Now, obviously, for people wanting to start running or people that want to obviously improve their running in terms of five k and ten k. What would you say right now is the most, or the three most valuable things that you've done in your training to increase your 5K, your 10K pace? Okay, so I would say, um, it sounds a bit like counterproductive, but sort of the amount of miles you do. Mm -hmm. um, I say for your mental mental side as well, if, I, if I'm doing a 5K, 
rather than me just constantly running three miles, yeah. I would go and do like five miles. Yeah. Because then when you come to do the 5K, the three miles, that's going to feel so much shorter. When I used to always do parkland, I used to be like, wow, like, five, like 5K, three miles, that's a bit of a push. Whereas now, because mm-hmm. I've been doing marathons, 5K just seems so small to me. Yeah. And like, that helps me mentally as well. I'm not, I'm not going there being like, oh, I've got to do this. I'm like, wow, it's going to be over, like, quick. Yeah. Um, so I find time your legs really helps. Mm-hmm. Again, speed work massively helps. Mm-hmm. I can't say how much has helped me. And it's also a gauge. So if we're doing, like, mile repeats, one I would always record them. So I think the start of this training block, I recorded my mile repeats. Then two weeks later, we did the same session again, and I recorded them. Mm-hmm. So it's just you're giving yourself that confidence. Um, so you're doing your speed work, which is helping your legs. Then you're giving yourself that confidence to be like, look, wow, I've gotten quicker. Can I hold that? And if you do three one-mile repeats and try to hit your 5K pace on everyone, so mm-hmm. say, you're, say you're going for a 30-minute park run, I think that's like 9.50 or, or so, 9.50 pace, whatever. So yeah. you, you do one mile at 9.50 pace, rest for four minutes, do one mile at 9.50 pace, rest for four minutes, and then another one. And then all you've got to do come park run day is just pop, pop them all together. Mm. And then um, I would say my other one, not really sure training-wise, but yeah. I have always found, rather than just going and doing park run, my park run PBs have been when I've ran two park run or done a warm-up before. Right, okay. That is, yeah, yeah. For me, that's so valuable. I used to think running two park run, if it's two miles, I thought, wow, my legs going to feel tired. Mm-hmm. Even though I was running like a slower pace to get to park run, I thought I was still going to take something out of my legs. But it's been so invaluable to me. Just, just getting that turnover before you even get to park run massively helps. Even if you just go to like a lap of the park before. I don't know how big your park is, mm. but our ones like I think you do half a mile is one one of the small laps. Yeah. So if you get that done, I think that massively helps. And I think Bognor Park Run sometimes we have paces. Mm. That is that's so helpful. Stick them with a pace so you haven't then you haven't got to do anything, you haven't got to look at your watch, let them do it. Find a friend. So if someone comes up and asks me and says, Oh, can you pace me to do a twenty three minute park run? I'll be like, Yeah, sure, no problem and then I can run, then all they have to do is stick by you. They haven't got to worry about their watch, they've just got to stick to the person in front of them. Mm-hmm. Just focus on that. Perfect. That's perfect. That's the three things that, that will really be really valuable. Um, in terms of obviously what I used to do, I haven't run 5k in a hell of a long time, but I used to do uh, 400 meter repeats. Yeah. Have you ever done, four, have yeah. you done that for your for, for the, park run based stuff? Yeah, in the, um, in the summer we tend to do that like around the track at the Avalanche Centre. Yeah, that's and, exactly what I used to do. Yeah, and obviously that, now a marathon train it's a bit harder for me to like get them in, but... Mm-hmm. I do, I like going, I work near a running track over in Worthing, mm-hmm. it's really nice, it it yeah, so I can put on my running spikes and it's nice to get that quick turnover, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think, I think doing a lot of speed work, especially for 5k based things, yeah. um, is really valuable, really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people do find speed work quite hard, um, in terms of, I don't think it's in terms of feeling hard. Uh, for their body, but it's that mental ability, isn't yeah. it? That and mental it daunting as well. Absolutely. So if you're in a big group, if you're in a big group, like my partner, she says she's always wants to come along the prom and do mm-hmm. do a um, do a bit of speed work or something. But it can be quite daunting. You're like, oh, I don't want to go there because the quick runners are there. I'm yeah. seem like I'm slowing them down. But really, it's, you're all just running at your own pace. You're all, you're all still running. You're all still lapping everyone who's not out there running. So mm. it's just about getting it done and doing what you can. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go back to um, that mental toughness then. Let's go back to talking about mental toughness because obviously that's a massive part of running you know, mm-hmm. and, and you probably know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's go back into, let's go into back into your marathons or back into a time uh, with one of your races where you found that your mental toughness was, was you know, a real challenge for yeah. you. What what distance was it, and how did you get over it? So I would say, I would I would use Berlin, but, but again because I had that pacer, I never really had that mental block. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because it was so exciting, I was running a different country. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But the Farnborough half marathon, which I did two weeks ago, Sunday just gone, I I was told that it was a fast flat course. Yeah. Now the first half of the half marathon was not flat. Mm-hmm. It had like 250 foot of elevation, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're running quick, you could feel it. it. And they, you did have steep ones. And I was running to a guy next, chatting to a guy next to me. I was like, this is not flat. And he was like, no, I know, I thought it was. But um, we stuck together, we got the hills done. And then I went through the 10K mark in 37.10, which for me then was a PB. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, wow, I've just done a nearly a minute PB on the 10K. And then it sort of started going in my head. I was like, you're going to break in a minute. And uh, it was a bit on my part. I shouldn't have let, me, let myself think that, but I kept saying, you're going to break, you're going to break. Yeah, and sort yeah. of praying that I wasn't, but I was waiting for it to happen. Really, I shouldn't have, should, that should never have come into my mind. Mm-hmm. And then we had a bit where you run out and you turn back and come back the same way. And that was where I broke a bit mentally because um, my original aim was 122. Yeah. And at that point, I was on target for a one twenty, I think it was, or like one nineteen thirty. And I was like, I was like, well, if you just like jog it in per se, like bring the pace down and jog it in at a slower pace than what you're doing now, you'll still get you'll still get your target that you set out to get. Mm-hmm. But I was then I was then running. I was thinking, well, what's the point? You've you've paid this money. You've trained hard. You've come over here. What's the point in just settling for my target? Why not? achieve more than my target and I thought just breaking that 120 that's like a barrier yeah. 122 was just a number whereas 120 is like a barrier to get over and then the, like, the next barrier would be like 115 mm-hmm. um, it was just it was all talking to myself really I think on the course around that part there was no support yeah we came back we came back out of that little area it's like a little wooded area we came back out and there was support that helped myself like sort of keep me awake. I was sort of in no man's land, there was no one near me. Mm-hmm. So in a race, I was trying to stick near someone. I, I wouldn't drop back, because that would like hold me back, but I'd try and push a bit harder just to stick near someone, or if they are breaking away, I'd just try and focus on them. And occasionally, at the start of the race, if you're running with them the first mile, have a chat with them so they know that you're there and you know that they're there. And just try and have that person to stick with, sort of keep your mind ticking over. Don't that don't doubt yourself because I never thought I'd run a sub one twenty and a half mm. marathon, and like even on the morning of the race, I really didn't think I would. I, it didn't even cross my mind to try and run a sub one twenty because I thought to run sub one twenty that's quicker than my than I've ever done a ten k. Yeah. So it's I, it's not even that I was like oh, I want a one twenty two, but the dream would be a one twenty because it didn't happen. The dream the dream was to get like a one twenty one. Yeah. I could. But it all just panned out, and it's all. I think that's all because I sort of had that little talk, like had a little chat with myself. I was like, I kept saying to myself, "How much do you want it?" And I was like, "Okay, I want it a lot." So I pushed on. Yeah, and that's and the thing, you know. Sometimes you you've got to 
and think how badly do you want it? You know, yeah. do do you want that badly? Um, yeah. And most people do want it. Like I I I honestly thought. I know it seems a bit a bit weird, but I honestly thought, how cool would it be to put on my Strava? I've just done a sub one twenty mar- half marathon because to me. Getting that sub one twenty is a big number, mm-hmm. so I thought, I thought, how cool would that look to have that on there? I thought my my dad will obviously think it's really cool that I've just done a sub one twenty. Mm. I I did really want it, but I had to ask myself that question. I I wasn't just running there thinking, oh yeah, it would be cool. I was running thinking, how much do you want it? Actually, I want it a lot because mm-hmm. of all of these. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely, and I think, I think that's the the big thing with some people. You know, they they know that they want to do it and they can do it, mm. but it's that mental toughness. You know, it's that mental toughness. There's a few people that you know, um, you know that they can do it. You yeah. know that they are capable of doing it, but sometimes they think they they doubt themselves. You know, they doubt themselves, um, and they've got to kind of you know push themselves through that. So I think mm. that's a massive part of of. The, the community and the industry is that it's very very difficult sometimes to, to have that mental toughness yeah. you know 100% yeah. I found it really hard sort of when I first started running and the only thing I the only thing I think I need to improve on now is in the race I think my mental toughness is there so the 10k just gone Tuesday and Sunday I didn't really have a block throughout there was um there was a tiny bit it wasn't like mentally but mm-hmm. I was a bit like, okay, I'm feeling it in my legs now. And I think because I did the half marathon the week before, I did. I was in my head a bit like, oh, is it because I've done that half marathon? Yeah. But someone I know came past me and was like, come on, Jack. And I was like, okay, right, bang. And it sort of like woke me up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I, I could do it. I could have done it by myself. But just having them there was like, okay, right, yeah, you've got to go. It sort of got me out of that sort of weird bubble mindset. Yeah. So, yeah. No, absolutely. No, it's, it's great to. It's great to. I think for some people, for some people, you don't think it yourself, mm. but it's nice to hear that people do have the same kind of thing yeah. going on in their heads. You know, especially people that are, um, you know, have incredible abilities like you. Yeah. That obviously, are running really good times. I think it's really nice for people to hear that, that other people do struggle yeah. with that. You know? So, like, I if if I go past someone in a race and I know them. Uh, say like I go past my I go past a club member or something. So the person who actually said, "Come on, Jack." He's he's not part of my club, mm. but he said, "Come on, Jack, let's go." And it really got me, like really switched me. I was like, "Okay, tag on to him." Yeah, yeah. He knows that I'm capable of keeping with him. I know that I'm probably capable of keeping with him, just about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then when I came past my club member, he he was trying to go for a sub thirty seven. He did a thirty six thirty in the end. I came past him and I knew that he was struggling because I could see him coming back slowly. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, come on, let's get going. And he did hang on to me for a bit. I think he finished like 30 seconds behind me. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, you could see on his strava, his pace does pick up. And it's just all about that encouragement. Yeah. Because some people, it does happen. Like, it happens to my dad. You, ju- you, can't, you can't help it. You just sort of go into sort of bit no man's land. You're just in the midway of a race. You're just a bit like, oh. It's just like a run, mm. and you've—it is still a race, so it's just been like, come on, you gotta have like a little flip, flick of a switch or something. Absolutely, absolutely, right. Got a nice little question for you now, Jack. Cool. What do you think 
is really good about our community? What do you think is really good about running? Um, and why do you think people should start running? So I would say, like, I'll, put, I'll, I'll talk about our, like, Just our personally, area. Just personally, you know, talk about so, it personally, yeah. Again, like Sunday, the guy, the guy who ran past me doesn't run for, our, for the club that I run at. So mm-hmm. I run at Townsend Runners, and he was a prom plodder. Yeah. So he doesn't even run in our club. Um, we talk quite a lot, obviously. Can't remember. I think it was like Littlehampton Park Run. I came across him or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gave me that little nudge. Um, I've met one of my close running friends from Park Run. We're trying to get him to join our club, but it just doesn't work with like with his time. Yeah. And stuff. But I see him at Park Run every weekend. That massively helps. I find Park Run is one of the biggest things of my like running career. I think okay. without Park Run, I would really struggle. I've met so many people through Park Run. Um, one guy at Parkrun who's doing Paris Marathon, we train together quite a bit. He's mm-hmm. um, I met him at Parkrun for the first time. I just I, I love the community at Parkrun. I think Bogner, Bogner New Year's Day. I checked this. It was like twenty sixteen. I think they had like one hundred and fifty people. This year they had something like four hundred and forty. So it's crazy how that's much a lot that's grown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're getting into running, there's no better way to get into it than do Parkrun because. Like when I finish, I always stand by the by like the start finish line. Even if I'm just chatting with friends, mm-hmm. but you're cheering people that come along. Sometimes you recognise a face. Like my neighbour comes down to park run sometimes. Yeah. I cheer her along. If if I go past her, I cheer along. Like come on, you're nearly there. I, that really does help me. If I'm going past people, they're cheering me. So I say, just get yourself down to park run without mm-hmm. without a doubt. All all you have to do is get a barcode. I know everyone says it, but there's no better. Thing in running in park run, no me. So you see your friends out. I think loads of park runners do cake after as well. So it's a no brainer. Do you guys do cake? I, d- I don't eat cake. Ah, uh, you don't eat cake I think at all, Jack. They or? used to do cake, but yeah, I think they used to do cake at us. But like most places have a cafe after, sometimes yeah. have a coffee after. But no, and if you like, for some people they're like, oh, I'm not going to do a park run because it's just a five k. But what's the harm in running down there? I. I would run from my house, do park run, run home, and that's eleven miles. Mm. And I've, because park run starts at nine o'clock, I've done eleven miles by ten o'clock. Yeah. Day. So I've done eleven miles of my run. That. So I carry on. Oh, carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done my. I've done eleven miles by ten o'clock, and that's that's me done for the day. Obviously, I don't just like sit there and don't do anything for the day, but. You, you've done your long run per se or mm. if I can't fit my long run in the Sunday I'll do more but yeah park run without a doubt yeah. the, the best thing about the running community in my eyes and I, like get yourself on social media I know it's a bit everyone's saying be careful social media but I recently got my Instagram account on social media and I find when I was doing Berlin Marathon I was running and I knew people were tracking me family but I knew a few people like who I chat to on Instagram. I knew they were chatting, like tracking me. Yeah. And every time I crossed the timing mat, every five k, I was like, oh, this person who I've never even met, but I chat to quite a lot, is tracking me. And it's it's quite nice. You can see how well they're doing. They see how well you're doing. You comment to them. They comment to you. And I've never met some of these people. And like I'm hope hopefully meeting some of them in sort of October time. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I've never met them. But it's just nice to have that. Have that chat. I, d- I don't know. I don't know what I like about it. I just, I just like it knowing that I can just scroll through Instagram and see how people are doing that I actually am interested in. Mm. And they, they're not like they're not like famous at all. They're just normal people like, like me and you. 
they're just famous people with an Instagram, not famous, they're not famous people. Not famous people with an Instagram. Just an Instagram account, just posting photos about their running. Sometimes they post photos of like them with their kids or they take their kids to junior park run or something and do a little one mile run. But yeah, they're just normal people posting about their running the same as I am mm. with a common interest. I think it's, I, I really like the, the idea of park run. You know, and there's a Brooklyn as well. It's really, really popular. And I know a yeah. lot of people, you know, I need to, I haven't done it for a long time, but I know I need to, Know, to do that because it's a really nice, nice yeah. thing to do isn't it? I mean sometimes it's a bit busy um, like um, it's a lot better in the summer because mm-hmm. in the winter it's the where off of the path it's a bit muddy and yeah, yeah. like if I'm because it's four laps you've got people like going past other people yeah and you have to go in the mud and it's a bit annoying in the winter but in the summer it's it's absolutely lovely like Chichester they have a park run and you go up a hill on Chichester, but it doesn't feel like a hill, so you're getting a bit of hill work there yeah. as well. That's nice. And like Little Hampton have just started there, and Worthing have got one. There's so many around. And mm. if you want to go for a quick time, you can go and do Little Hampton or Worthing. If you just want to do a park run, Bogner's a bit twisty turny, but I say Bogner has the best community out of all of them. When you're at Worthing or Little Hampton, there's, there's someone shouting at you on a seafront. Whereas yeah. when you're at Bogner Park Run, you're stood by. I think like stood by the boat boating lake and you're all close together and it's just it's just lovely like I see my friend he brings his son down and he pushes his son around in his buggy yeah the whole way and I just love that because they're getting the family out that, that one thing I can't wait when I have a kid I can't wait to push it around park run yeah yeah so I can still get my run in so if you do have a kid you can still get your run in done mm. take your kid down to park run go and have a hot chocolate after it's nice isn't it yeah. it is nice. And on the flip side, yeah, what do you think is the biggest issue in terms of our running community right now? Is there anything that you can think of that's um, an issue in our running community? I would say... Um, or what do you think is the biggest uh, problem, obstacle for, for people that are running right now? I don't know whether it's so much of a thing with the community. I know obviously people love to listen to music and mm-hmm. I love to listen to my music. But one thing I... I ran down the seafront today mm-hmm. and I always say hello to people, other people running and I love that. I'd never met them at all. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like a criticism of people because people do, but just like take your earphones out sometimes. Races don't allow earphones. Um, or they have those earphones now that just sit on your bone yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can still hear the outside world. I just, if you're running and you see someone wave at you or you just pop your hand up yeah. and wave, I just think, because I think if someone, if I wreck, if I passed someone they didn't wave at me and I saw them at a race, I wouldn't think any different of them, but I'd be a bit like, oh, well, they didn't say hello to me. So I just think, like, have, I think in today's world, just smile to someone or something if you can. Agreed. If, like, if you're out walking your dog and you see someone else walking your dog, walking their dog, you'll say, morning. you're morning, oh, that's a nice dog you've got. But if you're running, like, you can still say hello to people. If I'm doing a speed session and I'm sprinting, it doesn't take long for me to put up a hand. Mm. Like, sometimes I can't say hello because I'm completely out of breath, but put up your hand and give them a little nod, and that, that's all you need to do, I think. That can make a difference to people's day, especially if they like wave at you. Yeah. So if I wave at someone they don't wave back, I'm a bit like, oh, I've wasted my time, I look a bit awkward now doing that. So I think, I don't think there's, can't think like a pro, I can't think of like a proper issue, but I think, I think that is one, and I think maybe another one is don't be too, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on other people, and just enjoy your running. Mm-hmm. I think, could, like, too many people worry. Yeah, isn't I think you can just. I think not everything. So there's people at my running club, and 
I'll be like, well, yeah, they could push themselves, but I'm not. I'm not going to say to them, push yourself, or um, why aren't you doing speed work? Because they just may not want to do speed work. Um, it like you don't know. You don't know if someone's just running to get fit. You don't know if someone's running to make friends, or you don't know if someone's running to get time, get like fast times. Most people may look at me and say, oh, he's running to get fast times. And obviously I am running to get fast times, but I'm also running to have fun. Mm -hmm. If I was if I was still getting PBs, but I wasn't having fun, I don't think I'd run. Mm -hmm. And if, if I wasn't having fun, then I wouldn't run, then I wouldn't get my PBs. So you've just got to think, not everyone wants to do what you want to do. So Absolutely. I, I can't push my partner too much because she may not want a PB. I know, I know she wants PBs, but she's not so she's not so time driven. Like she's she's running to lose weight and make friends. Whereas I am at the moment I'm really, really focused on April to try and get my marathon PB. Yeah. Now as soon as that marathon's done, I'm just gonna run for enjoyment. I'm gonna have Two months where I have no pressure on races. Obviously, there's the Bogner ten k coming up, but hopefully, if I can just if I can just keep the turnover, I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. I won't need to. I do like a few speed work sessions, but really after April, I just want to run to enjoy. It. I don't want to. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. And I think that's what people just need to understand. Not everyone. Not what works for you won't work for someone. So obviously, I've said today to go and do speed work, but you doing speed work. May, me doing speed work works for me but it may not work for you absolutely yeah, yeah. you've got to do what works for you so if I look at my training schedule, schedule I'll be like well I don't really want to do that today but so I'll do it another day or I can't bother to go and do a speed session so I just won't mm. yeah. yeah absolutely I agree with both of the things that you've said for sure I think um in terms of the second one that you said, I think it's really, really important not to put people off by that. Yeah. You know, I think for a lot of people, if if you're saying, okay, let's go, let's do this, let's do that, you know, doing it maybe or really uh, pressurising, I suppose you could say, like yeah. pressurising them to train in the way that you train, you're right, you know, people train for different reasons, yeah. people want to do things for different reasons, you know. Some people want to run a, a sub two and a half hour marathon. Some people just want to complete a marathon. Yeah. Some people want to run um, a five k because they get to see lots of people every single weekend yeah. that they can they can interact with. And some people want to do it for, for for speed. You know, I think it's really really important to keep that. Um, I think it's important to keep that for for people. Yeah. Really and I think you speed. don't you don't know. Obviously, if you upload on Strava, the running app that, as you said, basically everyone has now, mm -hmm. you don't know whether like they've had a tough day at work. So, if I go and do a run, sometimes it may be I may set myself a specific pace to do. Sometimes I will just go and do a run. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes I may go faster than that pace just because I'm angry because I've had a, like a crappy day yeah, at work. Yeah, yeah. But just that's just how it goes. I think I I do follow my training plan, but I follow it. I'm quite lenient with it. If I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it. Or, yeah. or if I go out, so if I go out Tuesday, I was going to go and do marathon pace. So I was going to hit 6.50 every mile. Mm -hmm. I did 6.45, 6.46. And I was like, well, I'm five seconds faster than my marathon pace, but so what? I can't be bothered to slow down to 6.50. So I was a bit fast, and I know I shouldn't have gone faster than my marathon pace, but I I think it, it, would, have, it would have annoyed me more trying to slow myself down and it was it, that's not like a big headed thing it's not me saying no, oh, no, it was easy not. to run at 650 but the first two came in at 646 645 646 so i just thought i just thought i might as well just stick with it now and just roll with it and 
get back to work. There was no, there was nothing to it. Like you don't have to hit your session perfectly every time. I just think run to enjoy and just be careful. Like we said to other people because some people may have had a bad day at work. Um, I run to enjoy most of the time. If I do a session, I do it because I enjoy it. Tonight I'm meant to be doing a fart leg session, but to be quite honest with you, I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I just I I can't be bothered to run quick, run slow, run quick, run slow. And that's fine because I ran 20 miles yesterday and today I ran quick here and I'll run quick home. So I've done a session-ish. Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, just be lenient. You don't want to be, be too focused on something because you can get too, too much tunnel vision, just be proper focused. I'm focusing on the end goal rather than focusing day by day. So I will, I will take, I take a look at my schedule and I do hit them most of the time, mm-hmm. but I do like shuffle them around if I want to. Like tomorrow, yesterday, I probably shouldn't have ran 20 miles, but my friend wanted to run at lunchtime because he's trying to get a bit quicker. So I was yep. like, yeah, I'll run with you. And then I was going to do 10, I was just going to do 10 miles when I got home with my friend because she had to do 10 miles because we're both doing the same marathon. Yeah. But my girlfriend said, can we go and run five miles? And I thought, well, it's a nice day. So Why not? Went, yeah. went and ran five miles with her and then went did the 10 miles and obviously running to girlfriend's house and back and stuff. It made it 20 miles for the day and my legs felt good and looked like today I thought wow well that 20 miles is valuable it wasn't on my schedule but it was valuable and I didn't harm myself mm. I took it very easy and I think if you see that on someone's Strava don't go commenting wow you should have done 20 miles I sort of know I should have done 20 yeah, miles yeah. but That's what you want to do. some people are injury prone so so you may be injury prone and comment, be careful, you might get injured, but they may not be injury prone. I know for myself, I'm quite, I think because I'm young, I'm quite um, malleable. If I get a little injury, a little niggle, I can normally work it away. Yeah, yeah. I had a problem with my foot. Most people would take like a week or two off. I ran on it, but kept working on it. And every single day I wrote down on a piece of paper how much it hurt. So mm-hmm. like Tuesday it hurt, it was three out of 10 on the pain scale. And then, if I saw it going up and up and up, I would have taken a day off. But mm-hmm. I was like massaging it, I was resting it as much as I could. I was wearing different shoes just to support it. And I could see that my pain was sort of staying level. Yeah. And I, I had that, I set two PBs whilst I had that pain, and now it's gone. So <laughs> it's just it's just what works for you. I think most people, some people would stop because they're worried about that. But it, is, it really is just what works for you. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this today, my friend. No I really appreciate it. Um, we can get a lot of value from what you've said today, 100%. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we've spoken about that is going to have a lot of value to other people. So I really appreciate that, buddy. Thank you for having me as well. That's right, man. No, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That is the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and took a lot of value from what we're saying. Um, and we will see you again next week. Have a good one. See you later.